This podcast from Teacher is supported by Bank First. Bank First is a customer-owned bank committed to supporting the financial well-being of the education community since 1972. Hello from Teacher Magazine, I'm Jo Earp and welcome to this episode of Teaching Methods. We're talking about blended learning. It's an approach adopted by the School of Now. That's a programme launched in 2019 to broaden subject choice for students from two schools in the Catholic Education Diocese of Parramatta, New South Wales, and connect them with expert teachers. It's grown since then, of course, and it's fair to say it came into its own during the COVID-19 school shutdown. My guest is Maura Manning, Director of Learning in the Diocese. We'll be talking about how the blended learning model operates at the School of Now, what it means for teachers and teaching, the focus on equity of access, and how students are supported both online and at their home schools. So let's get started. Hi Maura, thanks for joining Teacher. It's great to speak to you. School of Now had a big impact during the COVID-19 pandemic, but it was actually developed for a different reason, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, We had students commence in the School of Now in 2019. And I guess the reason it came to be was that we had two high schools that were moving from being seven to 10 high schools to be seven to 12 high schools. And we, when a school is just starting out, it's sometimes hard to get the breadth of subject choice that would be available in, a, in an established school. So we had the, the idea to start School of Now as a way to support those schools as they added 11 and 12 and to ensure that the kids had the, the full suite of subject choices. And I think as well, what it provided for us was an opportunity for us to share some of the expertise that was already in existence in our more established high schools and to make sure that those students in the newer high schools had the access to those expert teachers and the the years of wisdom in teaching those stage six courses. So I'm thinking about the access to expert teachers and you mentioned there about setting up new schools and how important that is for students Um, but one thing actually is having that access to expert teachers for colleagues as well. I guess that's really important isn't it? Definitely, definitely. And I think in some of the more specialized courses at that high level in stage six, the the expertise required to teach them at the depth um, that is needed to ensure the kids achieve those great results. Um, It's pretty hard to find, it's pretty specialized. And I think you'd find in our school of now, the subjects tend to be those smaller candidature very specialized subjects, um, like the extension maths and English courses, engineering studies, um, things like information processes and technology. It's pretty hard to to staff those, I can say quite honestly. And I think that, um, you know, I speak as someone who's tried to do this in schools myself, that when you get a great teacher who's teaching one of those specialized subjects, um, you kind of fight tooth and nail to retain that teacher. And the beauty of School of of Now is that the home school gets to retain that teacher and benefit from the wisdom that has accumulated there. But we also get that opportunity to be sharing it with new schools, but also with new teachers who can be almost, 
riding along with the students in that way and learning um, how to teach those those high level classes. Yeah, and as we mentioned, um, not limiting the subject choice then for the students as well. So the School of Now model, just to explain to listeners, is a blended approach to learning, isn't it? So that means in this case, there's a mix of lessons being delivered online in real time. Um, you've got students who can also access those lessons on demand when they need to when they want to and presumably there's an archive materials there and we might want to touch on that and um, then there's traditional face-to-face teaching element as well can you explain a bit more about how this blended learning approach works um i feel really fortunate because i've come into Parramatta and sort of got to be part of this um this process, but I think the thing that makes School of Now really special is that blended approach. So we're using an an online platform called a learning management system called Canvas, where all of the resources and assessments, and it's really the portal entryway into all of, into the courses. Um, And through that, we also have uh, links through to Zoom, where the expert teachers are working with the kids in real time in Zoom discussions. So it's timetabled like another uh, class um, and the kids connect together at the same time. So they have that opportunity to collaborate and establish relationships. Uh, And then there's also the asynchronous learning that happens where the students have all of the resources as you said, they're curated in Canvas and they can access those when needed um, and revisit them. And every lesson is recorded so they can also go back and re-listen to anything that's been explained. Um, so it's it's a pretty, a pretty comprehensive way of organizing the learning for the students. I think the other really great strength of how we're going about with the school, you know, of organizing the school of now is that all of the students have the expert teacher who they're accessing through Canvas. But the way we've designed it is that every student also has a mentor teacher at school who's working with them to make sure they're on track, checking in with them, clarifying questions, helping connect them to whatever support they need to to really be successful in that class. Uh, And I think that's one of the things that's the real point of difference for us in School of Now, because everybody knows that there have been online courses for quite some time now. But I think this really thoughtful design that has that mentor teacher at school is what's the real kind of magic of the School of Now. Um, and I think that also one of the things that we're just starting to learn the power of really is that Canvas as a tool enables terrific sort of line of sight and tracking and ways for the teachers, the expert teacher, as well as the mentor teacher, as well as the student and potentially the student's parents to, to wrap around and see how the student's traveling. So it's not, a set and forget sort of model where you just think, oh, it's up there online, the kids can access it when they want to. It's very much a proactive, transparent model that assists the kids really to be successful in that learning. One of the great things about School of Now is that it enables equity of access for students. It shouldn't matter where a kid goes to school in terms of what opportunities are available to them or the level of expertise that their teachers have. So School of Now levels the playing field. It makes access equitable and it makes opportunities to engage with teachers with proven results and expertise available to those kids. 
So I was reading that the online lessons, there are those that are delivered at fixed times throughout the week, and then there are learning activities in between. So like you say, it's something that isn't just done and then forgotten about. Uh, there are learning activities in between these sessions. So there's ongoing feedback and there's support from expert teachers. You've got the mentor teachers checking that they're on track as well. Um, so that sounds like a really complete model there. I'm just wondering, the expert teachers you mentioned, they're able to stay at the home school, for want of a better phrase. Um, so just picturing how it works, would they teach in front of a normal class at the home school then? Um, and then is that also connected to students online? How does that work? No, well, they would be teaching in front of a class in their home school, but not for their school of now class. It's actually timetabled like a separate class. Uh, so they are, even if they had students at their school who were engaging in that learning, they would be engaging by way of Canvas to keep that kind of equity of access for all of them. Um, so it, and I guess that's that's the thing, is that these expert teachers, even though they might be teaching one class in School of Now, they'd still have a, the rest of their teaching load in, in their regular school. So they don't exclusively teach in School of Now. Um, I think one of the things, too, I forgot to say before in terms of the structure is that we also have opportunities throughout the, the term for the students to come together for day-long discussions or day-long interactions, practical elements of the courses where they come together with the expert teacher across the schools in a central place, usually our Cathwest Innovation College, where they get that opportunity to have the face-to-face -face learning as well as the experience they have through Canvas. So one thing is that the online aspect means that stage six expert teachers at different schools can reach more students. So you can use that knowledge and make more of an impact. How did you go about selecting the teachers then to take part? Did you start with subject areas you knew that you wanted to broaden access to? Did you start with the teachers? That's a great question. Um, it's actually a very rigorous process that my colleague Gavin Hayes um, or you know embarks on each each time. So. The starting point really was what were the courses that the students at those two high schools I first mentioned, what would that school not be able to run? So they are small candidature courses. What Gavin then did is he looked down across all of our other high schools and looked for patterns where we had um, sustained high performance in those, sustain in those small candidature courses. And from there, he then made an approach to those principles of those schools to say, look, you've got a sustained high performance in this particular subject. We're hoping to offer it in School of Now. Might you be willing to um, have your teacher who's, who's already earned or sustained these results teach within the School of Now? And in most instances, in fact, I think in all instances, our principals were honored to, you know, felt quite chuffed to be asked that they were being recognized for this high performance. From there, once the principal said yes, Gavin makes the approach to the individual teacher, explains, um, you know, the, the proposition, um, invites them to participate in the course. Um, you sh again, um, generally it's met, met warmly by the teachers because again, it's a bit of a, a pat on the back to say, look, we see you and we know that you're getting great results and we want to make your expertise available to more students. Um, and from there, we then negotiate with the school to give the teacher 
a certain allocation that enables them to design the learning for the course and then to deliver the course. And so it's a little bit in excess of what a teacher would get for a regular face-to-face -face class that they have in their own school. Because we recognize that it's co complex to get the course up onto Canvas and to do the thinking and the learning that's involved to move what they've done for years, in most instances, online. Uh, and so we've been really careful and systematic about how it is we've invited those teachers in and really wrapped around them with professional learning to make sure that as they move their course online, it is um, rigorous and abides by or represents the very best that's known about online learning. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the professional learning there, and we'll talk about that more after this quick message from our sponsor. You're listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to be the bank that supports your purpose. They've been financially empowering educators to realise their dreams since 1972 and understand that your passion, dedication and expertise make a real difference to people's lives. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals. Welcome back. I'm talking about blended learning with Maura Manning. Maura, we discussed the process of expert teacher selection for School of Now before the break, and you mentioned the wraparound professional learning support they receive. With the technology that's involved, um, I'm just guessing, but I should imagine that some teachers may be a little bit hesitant in taking on this role because of that side of things. We've discussed the equity aspect of all students logging on, even if they're at the host school. Um, teaching online is a completely different skill, isn't it? Do, do the teachers take part in professional development to prepare them for School of Now? We have, you know, again, I'll say we have a great team who've been the, the, the genius behind School of Now. Um, my colleague Gavin Hayes, who I've mentioned, Stephen Bauer, and um, another colleague, David Scheel, uh, each of them has a key role to play in how it is we support our teachers to bring their courses online. Gavin's really a pedagogical expert who has put an enormous amount of thought into how a course should be structured online, and he's really worked. We in Parramatta have quite a robust pedagogy around experiential inquiry, which in first thinking could be a little bit hard to transfer online, but I think between Stephen and Gavin, they've really put so much thinking into how it is we can ensure an authentic inquiry approach online. Um, so what we've actually done with that is that we've, um, Stephen's made a Canvas course about establishing a Canvas course, which seems a little bit of a, a meta sort of thing. But I, it is, it's, it's actually exactly what the teachers need because they may not have ever engaged in a Canvas course themselves. So they get that immersive experience of what it feels like to be learning online through Canvas. And they get to reflect on their own practice. We have some great protocols and structures that assist them to really think about how it is they can translate their quality content into that new environment. And then we have David, who's our Canvas guy, and he really is the expert in terms of every bell and whistle that Canvas has. David helps us maximize really what Canvas can do to bring about that pedagogical uh, approach that we're hoping for for the students and those three really they accompany any of the teachers all of the teachers who work in school of now 
all along the way. Stephen's actually teaching courses within School of Now, and so he's our he's our hands-on expert. He knows exactly what it is, what it feels like to bring kids across different schools, work with them online. He's you know, always testing, thinking, reflecting, working with those teachers to make sure they are feeling really confident and we're addressing any of the concerns that they might have moving forward. So the next thing, I guess, is the tech side of things for the school and the students. Apart from the learning management system, um, what's needed in terms of software and hardware? I think for us, I, I mean, Canvas is a, an online learning platform that's just a cloud-based sort of thing. We have a, a license for it. Um, kids need internet access and they need to be able to, to log on. They have their log on to Canvas. Um, it, I don't think requires any anything that wouldn't be readily available to most students. Um, and then we, we're using Zoom, which has been ubiquitous throughout this COVID period. So really for us, it's probably less the actual technological infrastructure than it is the the infrastructure that we have around just the staffing to make sure that teachers have enough release, to make sure the professional learning there is to support, making sure that the timetables accommodate and support the, the type of, or I guess honor the intensity of the work for those teachers who are designing in School of Now because we know that it's it's a new thing for the teachers so we know that we need to accommodate that with the the timetabling infrastructure to make sure they have the release they need to do what they're doing. We said at the beginning that this all started with just the two schools it's grown since then of course how many schools are involved now and how many students and teachers? Yeah good question um we have now we have nine expert teachers and 59 students so that's that's the current numbers uh, and we're anticipating that in fact the this the numbers are going to double in 2021 we've limited our courses to to 12 just because we're really trying to stabilize and ensure that the the courses that we're offering are as high quality as we can possibly do. And so our thinking's really been to consolidate in 2021, make sure we have the model right, make sure the teachers are feeling really confident in that space before we go on to expand to, to more subjects. So I read a quote from one of the teachers involved and we've mentioned him already today, Stephen Bauer. His expertise is in information processes and technology. And Stephen had this to say, he says, this terrific program is a chance to personalise pace, place and participation for students. So that aspect of students accessing learning at their own pace then, what impact has this had on that? I think that's been the greatest learning from COVID really, in our, and not just in our Parramatta schools, but in all schools. We've talked about it for years, that we want kids to be able to have that agency in their learning to make their decisions um, you know, to have choice, to be able to make decisions about how they learn, when they learn, with whom they learn. And I think it's not been really until we've had to engage with the technology and bring courses into that blended space as the norm rather than a, a special occasion that we've really come to understand how liberating the technology is. Uh, I think School of Now in many ways, even though COVID struck, 
it was business as usual for them because they already had their course content online. The kids already were able to access. They already had great protocols in place in terms of how they learned online. Um, so I think one of the great sort of, uh, I, I don't know, hidden benefits or below the line benefits, I guess, you know, the, if you think about the iceberg, it's fabulous to have School of Now as the tip of the iceberg, but the below the waterline, we have this behemoth piece where those few teachers who are working in School of Now have the expertise in Canvas. They've had a, a great deal of PL in terms of how to design online. And what we're seeing is those individual teachers are coming back into their high schools and they're actually saying, this is great. Let me show you how you can do this, how you can bring your work online, how you can make sure that the kids are engaging really meaningfully in that space. So we've, even though we're kind of initially intended to serve those students with the greater variety of subjects and the equity piece, it, we've ended up with this wonderful kind of momentum where the teachers who aren't necessarily teaching directly in School of Now are seeing the benefits of being able to have that flexibility of the blended space in Canvas. Um, so, you know, I think in terms of kids being able to make those choices, it's only going to grow from here because we're, as teachers, getting better at understanding how it is we can position our kids by providing that content online and providing the flexibility about when and how they engage through that blended environment. You know, School of Now was not affected at all by COVID. All it did was just make the case more strongly for why it is that we need to have opportunities like this and it shouldn't be just for a few courses it needs to be there in the background for all courses. I read that some of the most popular subjects have been tech focused disciplines so things like information processes and technology IPT software design and development so I can see how this delivery model would lend itself to those subject areas what about the more practical subjects have you been able to provide those? I guess in in terms of practical subjects, it's a funny it's a funny sort of question in the sense that I guess I'm I'm an English teacher I will confess and I would think of the IPT subjects as being probably more the practical subjects, um, but so you know those students have had those opportunities. We've had um, the vet information and digital technologies as well, which again I would class as a, a practical subject. But in terms of having something like chemistry or having um, you know a that visual arts or something like that online. We've not yet gone to that space, uh, but I don't think that there's any reason why we couldn't do that in the future. It's just been that the subjects we've done so far have tended to be, I guess, some of the more in addition to those IPT or the, the technology subjects, which I do regard as practical. Um, you know, it's been the English extension one or the maths extension one, economics, uh, which I guess you could say are more theoretical subjects. And as we discussed earlier, it goes from that point of student need first rather than saying, well, next year we'll target this particular subject. You really have to look at what the need is within your own community, I guess. Yeah, I think in our, our, our I guess our, our mission is to make sure the kids have all of the opportunities that they might desire. We've not fully achieved that yet because there are still subjects that we're not running. But I think there are subjects there 
that they do in an individual school, they might attract maybe two or three students. And so it's just financially not viable for schools to run those subjects with such a small candidature. But when we collect those kids across our schools, we make a nice class of you know, 10, 15, 20 kids. Um, and it becomes then very viable. And it's a better experience for the kids because they have more people to be bouncing ideas off. They make connections across schools. I think, you know, I have a hunch, in fact, that these kids who might be engaging with only one subject through School of Now, anecdotally, they've built such strong relationships with the kids from other schools. I have a hunch that it's going to have a carryover effect into their other subjects because they're going to then be able to be collaborating in English or in history and other things that they might not have had that opportunity if they hadn't met through School of Now. It's a gorgeous model of, you know, like minds coming together around something that they love. It's these subjects that we're offering are the subjects that are often the, you know, the real shining light for kids in the stage six experience. Um, so it's great to see them coming together across schools and getting to meet other people who have similar interests and are motivated to study these subjects as they are. That's all for this episode. If you want to keep listening, there are more than 170 podcasts in our archive, including more episodes from our Teaching Methods series. They include this one on co-teaching. Here's a short snippet of Rosebury Primary School Principal Gail Smith talking about the difference between co-teaching and team teaching at the Northern Territory School. The power of two is, is a presentation that was done by some of our staff at a conference once and we called it the power of two co-teaching at Rosebury Primary School and to me the power of two is really important when you when you are looking at making a learning environment interesting, engaging um, and collaborative. You've got to do it with more than one teacher otherwise it's not really collaborative in terms of adult collaboration. The kids see that and the kids actually step up as well but you do have to have the structures in place. Um, I, I think co-teaching is fantastic. Team teaching is one part of co-teaching, but a lot of people get them confused. Co-teaching for me is definitely the way to go. This might not be entirely how everyone views it, but for me co-teaching is that you co-collaborate, you co-work through everything so it's done together and you know what each other is going to be doing and you know where you're at with your lessons, you know what you need to be doing next. If you are a team teacher, you still have your class, you still have your own planning, you just do some things together. It's quite different in the sense that co-teaching is you are responsible for all of these students and this is how we work as two, as a pair. You can find that episode on the teacher website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to keep up to date with the latest from Teacher Magazine and please rate and review us while you're there. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher, supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to be the bank that exists to serve the education community. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals.